from Brigham Young University in Provo, Utah. I'm Kim Anderson. And I'm Zach Ireland. And this is Behind Closed Doors. If you're gay, you've probably been told that homosexuality isn't natural. We're creatures made to procreate like most other animals, and therefore being gay is something that is a product of our upbringing. But LGBT activists and most LGBT individuals would disagree. So nature or nurture? Zach, what do you think? Okay, so <laughs> this is already opening up a whole can of worms for me. because Just that little preface? When, when, because you're really saying with nature versus nurture is you're really saying before this point or mm-hmm. after this point and what is that point is the point conception or is it birth or is it like the age of eight i think for most people it's birth it's birth but that just again that opens up a whole nother can of worms because it's because like what happens in the womb is... does it definitely affects what's going to happen there uh-huh. so if you were born this way lady gaga if you were born this way, that doesn't necessarily mean you were conceived that way. It could have happened and you were made that way while you were in the womb. I think you're reading too much into it. I don't think I don't think that LGBT people are against the fact that certain things happen in the womb. I think that that's their whole uh, stance is that something is happening that we can't control and that we See, that are conceived difference? this way. Is that the difference that you didn't control it? Yeah, that's the difference. That's the point. Okay, so nature versus I, I nurture is you can control it. It's not that you were born that way. It's that it was controlled by you autonomously. Is that right. what we're saying? If that's what makes you feel better. So you uh, conceived this way or a part of your upbringing? What do you think? Hmm. I think most people will say that it's a mix of both. 30 years ago, 40 years ago, it was pretty hard to palette the idea that you could be born that way. And it had to be somehow nurtured because especially in the LDS community, I'll, I'll say this straight up, my fellow Mormons, we believe that you can be born an alcoholic and you're more prone to that. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, we've, we've shelved the idea that you could be born gay. You can absolutely be, be born at least tending to be more homosexual. I agree. You absolutely can. Yeah. It's beyond doubt. So to deny that is just ludicrous. I want to bring up one of the most notable studies where they looked at identical twins and fraternal mm-hmm. twins and adopted brothers. And what they found was that if one identical twin was gay, uh, 52% of the time his identical twin was also gay. And for me, what really sold me was they did non-related brothers and there was only a 5% correlation there. I can't look at that and say it's just by nature and that you're not born with it. I mean, clearly there is some sort of... Some kind of correlation. There's some kind of correlation that makes you more prone to have homosexual tendencies. And at first I said, oh, 52%, that's really low. And then, well, low as in it's right at 50%, that means basically nothing. And then thinking a little bit deeper, what does that number mean? Statistically, that's a large increase. That's that's a big number. Well, like I mentioned before, we're creatures that are designed to procreate. Yeah, that's like the purpose. Right. <sighs> Homosexuality doesn't isn't really in line with that, you know? I've heard it described as the ultimate altruistic trait. And I kind of understand that. 
I think humans are pretty unique in a lot of ways. And if this is one of those ways that we're unique, right. I'm fine with that. I don't know. I When I hear that argument, I think of different species that have been spotted in same-sex pairings. They're, right. It does happen. It happens. Yeah. Uh, lions, chimps, dolphins. There are nearly like 130 bird species. People that think that being gay is like absolutely not inborn and absolutely not genetic and or hormonal and absolutely must be onset and cannot be inborn. Mm -hmm. To those people, I say, like, how do you explain those examples in nature? Because you are just using nature to explain how it was unnatural. Mm -hmm. So when we give examples, how how do they respond to that? I've never understood that. Or there are cases where boys at a very young age, like before they're really teachable, before you can really embed anything into them, they're so young and they exhibit such feminine traits which have been known to i guess it's a big indicator that they will be gay but i I don't know how how do you justify that you know you can't teach and nor would anybody do that you can't teach these little boys you know like (laughs) right they haven't made a choice they don't even know anything yet (laughs) choice versus non-choice has Mm -hmm. become the replacement words for us of uh, nature versus nurture choice versus non-choice I'm leaning extremely non-choice. I I mean, I've always been a mix of nature and nurture, but, you know, choice doesn't apply when you're three years old. You don't choose. I wanted to get your opinion on this other study. It was back in 2014 in the journal Psychological Medicine, which showed that a gene on the X chromosome, one of the sex chromosomes, and a gene on chromosome 8 seemed to be found in higher prevalence in men who were gay. Really? Yeah. So do you think that there is such thing as a, as a gay gene? I don't think there would be one gene, but I think there could be a combination. For instance, this is one that I've heard a lot. Uh, let's just say you're a man. And you're dating a woman who has a feminine brother. Mm-hmm. Chances are the, the girl that you're dating and her mother have either experimented with promiscuity or they're just like more attracted to men than their peers. That's just statistic. And I thought that was crazy when I heard that because I thought of some examples and maybe this is just inherent bias because you notice what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. But I thought of those feminine guys and I thought of their sisters and their sisters, you know, almost every time we're going to be like, Mm -hmm. they're a little bit more curvy. They're like more hormonal. um, They have a harder time making rational decisions. Like that is the group the sample group and I looked at their mothers and it's the same thing. There's always been that. There's that correlation. That's a definite correlation in that for me is like solid science. So, so for you, how much of it do you think is inborn and how much of it do you <sighs> think is environmental? How much? Yeah. I mean, you, you said you, th- you think that there's, uh, you know, a good deal of both. So yeah, I think, I think there's a big middle ground. Like on the right side, uh, we'll make it funny on the left side, you have absolutely no choice you're never going to be attracted to the opposite gender. And on the other end, you know, I think probably a much larger area on the right side, you will never be attracted to the same sex, and that's just not your choice. But then there's this middle ground, and that's what we're really debating. Does that middle ground exist? Does the nurture debate exist? Is there that middle ground? Absolutely. So what about for heterosexual people? I mean, do you think that heterosexual people are a product of their environment? And if not, why wouldn't it go to both the same ways? Amount, to the same amount homosexual people are. To the same amount, there are much more of them. They're a much larger majority. But they're created by their environment, a very small portion, just like homosexuals are created 
very by a very small portion by their environment. Both groups exist in that middle. You can choose to be pushed left or right if you're in that middle group. There are a lot of things that put you into that middle group. The debate to me is not whether there are three separate groups I've just explained. Uh-huh. It's how large each one is. Because we've had long discussions, can, can, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you and can, I. But can we know that? Like, that. is there a way to find out how how much our environment plays a role in our sexualities and how much it's just within us? I mean, I mean, how do you, yeah, how do you study that? That would be a tough study. <laughs> I guess you could talk about origin. Like, we're talking about nurture. It's like, well, did you know you were gay when you were six years old? Mm-hmm. And they'd say, well, yeah, I've always liked boys. It's a lot more likely that they're not in the middle portion. So do you think that it's possible for someone who's gay, based on their environment... Things could have been different. Could have been different. Absolutely. That's why I think there's three portions. What do you think your environment would have had to have been in order for you to have had homosexual feelings? That's a good question. (laughs) That's a great question. I don't don't know. (laughs) Like, what if is always the hardest question to answer. Yeah, and it's funny because there are a lot... I'm not saying that I believe this, but it's an interesting correlation. I have talked to so many gay people who... You know, you always hear, you know, have had an issue with one of their parents or was a victim of sexual abuse yeah. mm-hmm. or something like that. And I, I don't think I, I, I know that there are gay people out there who haven't had either of sure. those. So I'm not saying sure. it's, yeah. but, but I know a lot of people who, mm. who have had those experiences and are, I don't know, maybe they are the way they are because of those experiences. I Right. And maybe... Maybe what, but how I do mean, you know? How do you know? Like right, you... that what if very difficult <laughs> to ratify. Just by mentioning what you said, like just by mentioning, you know, it's very common in a uh, gay person's life that this kind of event, traumatic mm-hmm. event, difficulty with one of their parents exists. You're kind of giving a little bit of room to the idea that nurture does play a role, and that's why I think it's important that we, between the two sides of the debate, you know, LDS community, like. The last few years, we've really been opening up mm-hmm. uh, about this. And they've said, you know, maybe this this is something that we should talk about yeah. and we should accept that. It is, you know, it's partially outside of our control. I don't think you necessarily need to hand it over to, like, the hand of God because it's outside of our control. I think there are a lot of things that are outside of our control mm-hmm. that are not, you know. Do you think that when we come into this world that we are, I don't know, like predestined to like one sex or another based on our, you know what I mean? Or do you think that that's society? Do you think if society, if we were born into a society where there were no inclinations of any kind of preference of who we should be with? I think it, it'd be about the same. You do? Yeah. Maybe even a few less gay people. Okay, let let me read you another statistic (laughs) (laughs) that might make you... That's just my opinion. I haven't even backed it up. Okay, 60% of women said that they were interested in other women in one study, and that 45% actually acted on it. They said that they've made out with another woman. 50% said that they had fantasies about other women. 40 years ago, I think those numbers would be lower, or at least the numbers that people would admit would be lower. But it's because of society, though. Maybe... Maybe. Maybe they wouldn't admit it if society was different. You're right. It'd be hard to tell. It'd be really hard to tell. But if you're saying that society makes these things the way they are, the numbers would be lower 40 years ago. I have trouble completely uh, railing society 
for outcasts and less gay people. There are so few gay people because of society. I have a hard time with that one. I think it, it might be pushing middle people towards being gay because in a lot of places it's put on a podium as being this this grand endeavor. If societal norms weren't in the picture, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you think that that number would be higher? Why do you think that we're automatically born into this world predestined to like one sex or the other why is it automatic that you know we have hormones and uh, you know we have one feeling and it's down there sexually you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and how that's stimulated how that is relieved shouldn't matter based on sex you know what i mean it shouldn't matter how that's being relieved well if it didn't we probably wouldn't be here as a species if it didn't matter how we were stimulated Uh we probably wouldn't be around so do you think that having a sexual relationship or like having sexual desires for the same sex is unnatural define unnatural not created by nature exactly no nature definitely creates it the same thing for anyone who would who would say you know, from time to time, all those women in the study, mm-hmm. from time to time, I have fantasies about women. If you asked men about the same question, are you attracted to women? Do you have fantasies about women? They would say yes, probably a significantly higher percent of the right. time. But to understand that those those emotions have to exist in a human being before they exist in a gender, mm-hmm. doesn't that bring a little bit more clarity to the answer? Like, well, why are women sometimes attracted to women? Well, men are attracted to women. So what's the difference, you know? We're human beings before we're a male or a female. Right. So there are a lot of commonplace things between us. I would be interested to know why some people are born one way and others are a product of their environment. Well, if we could reproduce it, that would be pretty cool. I want a gay baby. <laughs> Done. <laughs> oh, if only it were that easy. Well, there are definitely ways to affect it. I mean, there are no, there's never been a study where we have, you know, we've created the variables. All we have is correlational data and it's a lot harder to draw conclusions from correlational data, mm-hmm. you know, from like hormones, genes, things like that. Those genes you mentioned, those are all correlational. They didn't create an embryo and a baby with those genes and then study its sexuality later. It's all correlational. And until we're able to do that, I don't think we'll ever be able to be certain. Sexuality is so confusing. It's going to be cool to look back. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be really cool. If I were a scientist and I couldn't figure this out, it would be so frustrating to me. Like, why can't we figure out sexuality? Like, why can't scientists get to the bottom of this? Like, it just makes it all that more intriguing. Just because we don't know why or how these things have come to be, whether it's genetic, whether it's mostly by nature, Honestly, how we treat each other, that shouldn't matter. Uh, And that's where the debate really should end. It's frustrating to me that we're spending all this time and research into this just to change people's attitudes. Because it probably won't. If someone isn't already of the attitude that we should treat people equally, I don't think finding out that this is truly a nature issue would change that for them. Yeah, so why are we doing it? Like, what will this accomplish? Like, what will this research... (laughs) Like, what what is this research going to accomplish? It's going to tell gay people, like, duh, I already knew that. Like, it's going to tell them something that they already knew. And for the people who, uh, who are ignorant and don't know these things... They're either not going to change their mind or it's going to slightly improve sentiment towards gay people. And it's like, do we really need statistics and studies and research to help people get to that conclusion of like equality and acceptance? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's so nonsensical. Let's like do something worthwhile. You know what I mean? Let's study what's on the moon, the backside of the moon, the one, the side that nobody's seen. Did Russia really get involved in the election? (laughs) 
These are the kind of things we need to know. What did you think? The conversation continues on Twitter at BCD Series. <laughs>